My name is Dr. Tiffany Valvo, and welcome to my podcast. Here, we are going to talk about the practical skills, the life skills that you need to thrive this semester and beyond. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. And if you're listening to this not on January 1st or not in the new year, happy new day, whatever it is. This is episode number eight. I think it's eight. And its title is 2020, The Magic Elixir. This post is in four parts. Um, I'm going to read each part, obviously. And I hope it gives you a little bit of inspiration to get some stuff done this year. Part one, catalyst. I have mixed feelings about the pomp and circumstance surrounding the new year. Um, don't get me wrong. I do love a cause for celebration and reflection, the opportunity to buy a new planner, a reason to commit to making all of my dreamy dreams come true. But the idea that we will be automatically infused with motivation and a path to achievement because the year turns seems inspiring at best and naive at worst. The hype surrounding the new year reminds me of an epiphany I had, Tiffany has an epiphany, when I moved to Germany in 2013. Part of the reason I moved was to escape. I wanted a clean slate. I wasn't completely happy where I was, and I thought that a new place would bring inspiration and fulfillment. About two weeks after I arrived in my new land of opportunity, I was running through a tunnel at the Hauptbahnhof in Mannheim, Germany, and I had this thought that has maintained its weight ever since. It is only me that can bring about change. Not a new country, not a move, not cleaning the slate. It is only me that can bring about change. Sure, a new country did bring some inspiration, and it definitely brought a lot of fulfillment, it's probably one of the best years of my life thus far. But if I had moved and not had the discipline to practice my instrument or the foresight to do a lot of hard meditation and self-reflection or the ability to having the ability to pick myself up when it was really hard and when I failed and when I didn't do what I wanted to, it would not have had near the impact on my life. It was only me that could bring about change. Fast forward to now. Sure, 2020 can be the catalyst for the new and inspired version of yourself, like my move to Germany, but it's doubtful it will be a magic elixir. That phrase, new year, new me, uh, that's really not a great idea to believe that it's that simple, right? <clears throat> because it is only you that can bring about change. Part two embrace a nonlinear path. We must embrace and expect a nonlinear path. There is no way to your goals except through, but through is anything but a straight line. It's a crazy, hilly, nonlinear thing that we can never predict. You know what we can predict? Things will be hard. Things will go off course. Things will not go according to plan. Expect that they won't. Expect that you will have to pick yourself up a lot of times. Expect that you will have to reevaluate and redirect. Expect that most days you will need discipline because you won't have a ton of motivation. 
Do everything in your power to avoid the idea that this path to your goal, whatever it is, will be without hiccup or you failed. That's a ridiculous expectation. An optimist doesn't blindly believe that everything will be okay. They believe they will recover and make everything okay. Practice rising quickly when you fall. The fall is not the slightest bit consequential unless it takes you a long time to get back up. Don't let one day of not going to the gym turn into a week, which turns into a month, which turns into a semester. Don't let one last minute completion of an, of an assignment lead to a semester of procrastinating. Don't let one day of hitting snooze 13 times turn into a semester of being late to class. There is hardly anything that will lead to failure if we do it once. There are a lot of things that will lead to failure if we do them consistently. That's why you must prioritize and practice resilience. Part three, long-term gain over short-term comfort. In my weakest moments, I embrace short-term comfort over long-term gain. Sometimes it's easier not to practice because I don't want to face self-criticism. More comfortable. It's easier not to start the blog post because it means I don't have to go through the self-doubt of wondering if the writing is good enough. More comfortable. Sometimes it's easier not to face the mess in my closet because I'd rather bake. More comfortable and more delicious. I read a New York Times article the other day that describes this phenomenon well. Procrastination is about being more focused on the immediate urgency of managing negative moods than getting on with the task. The article really brings to light the idea that procrastination is an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem. I really recommend giving it a read. I really enjoyed it. Of course, by the way, side note, there are limits to these things. I wouldn't say it's always bad to embrace short-term comfort over long-term gain. We do have to enjoy life. I don't want to be an extremist here, but I am saying that in order to really reach some of these big goals that we have, you're probably going to have to get used to the idea that this short-term comfort will probably not always get you there. Humans weren't necessarily designed to think long-term. We were focused on staying alive from day to day. But as civilization became more sophisticated, we needed to concern ourselves with the future. We needed to plan. And with that concern of the future came a change of mindset. What may not feel comfortable right now may mean more comfort later. But it isn't easy to imagine a future comfort. It can feel too abstract. Our current state is so accessible, our immediate needs pulling us so strongly. I think the way out of this cycle is to ask yourself this question as you prepare for the new year and as you prepare for any day that is approaching. How do you want to spend your time? How did you spend your time prior to this in 2019 or where, whenever it was? Does it need an adjustment? If it does need an adjustment, were you prioritizing short-term comfort over long-term goals? Like all that time you spent scrolling Instagram. Were you prioritizing how that made you feel in the moment? Or were you prioritizing your long-term goal of getting all A's this semester? Were you avoiding certain things because they would bring about ill feelings? Like my example of it's not always uh, optimal to practice because you have to face the things that you need to do better. But if you face them, then you can do them better. You've got to use the past to help you with the future. 
part four, the real magic elixir. So my New Year's resolution, except for meditating a little bit more, is a reminder to continue to embrace a mindset and make it ever stronger. I want a mindset that gives me the strength to try again every single day, but I don't want to start over. This is a fluid journey in in which I can use the past to make the future stronger. You don't need to clean the slate. You need to embrace the slate, learn from the slate, continue the slate. The phrase clean the slate, by the way, comes from the use of chalk and slates in classroom in the past. By wiping the slate clean, a student could remove any evidence of a mistake. But removing evidence of mistakes doesn't help us create a realistic plan for not making them again. If you hit the snooze 13 times every day last semester, then ignoring that mistake and saying you're not going to hit the snooze at all this semester is just setting yourself up for failure. Start by embracing the past realistically and committing to only hitting the snooze, say, 10 times this semester. We really work best when we create momentum from small, attainable goals that create positive feedback. That's why I generally hate New Year's resolutions. They aren't realistic and they set people up for failure. Yes, there may be a few people out there that could go cold turkey and do wonderfully. It's not the majority of us. 6% of people follow through on their New Year's resolutions. I link an article that suggests picking a work a word, sorry, instead of uh, a New Year's resolution. So pick a word of the year. I don't know what it could be. Maybe it's focus or maybe it's exercise or maybe it's fearlessness. Just pick a word that you can continue to meditate on as the year continues. But I digress. Here's my New Year's reminder. I will remember it is only me that can bring about change. I will practice graceful and fast recovery. I will prioritize long-term gain over short-term comfort. I will create small, attainable goals that build momentum to achieving larger ones. And if I can do those four things, I think I will have a real magic elixir. There's nothing magical about January 1st or any other day unless you do the work. Don't wait for January 1st or the beginning of the semester, or don't rely on the fact that it's January 1st to be the thing that's going to motivate you. Um, Don't wait for the beginning of the summer or for the beginning of the fall. Start now and then learn to adjust as needed. Accept the fluid journey and don't try to clean the slate. Okay, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Is it tuning in? Who knows? More podcasts coming up in 2020. One of my goals is to have some guests on here. So I'm figuring out how to do that. And yeah, we're just going to keep going with the flow. And I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're inspired to go do something with all of the information that you just received. So as I told you at the beginning, one of the things that I'm really excited about is to answer your questions. So a link in the show notes will lead you to where you can go to submit a question. And I can't wait to see you next time.